0: we mm-hmm.
1: Hey, Mike, welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing today? Doing great. Just love coming back here too, Seth. Thanks. Great. Hey, listen, I took your meeting mastery course the other day. It is fantastic. Congratulations on getting that done. And I'm really excited to talk about it today. So let's let's just hop right into it. Okay. So first of all, you start talking about, and this is obviously the logical starting point, about a meeting purpose. Walk me through the importance of that. Well, you know,
0: so, so often people don't really think this thing through about why we're having the meeting. What is it we wanna accomplish? Not what we wanna do, but why, what do we wanna accomplish because of what we do? So I say that when you have a meeting purpose, you start focusing people's minds and your mind too, when you're putting a meeting together, why are we doing this? That's the bottom line question. So a company will have a meeting and I'll and say, what's the purpose of that meeting? Well, we want to do this and do this and do this. And I say, that's what you're going to do. That's your agenda. Why are you doing that? Well, what we want to do is we want to align the team. Okay, now I got the purpose. Now I know what we're going to do. And a meeting purpose is what pulls the mind ready for the meeting. And I, I'll give you an example of this. If you've ever been, for example, to a major league baseball game and, you know, there's 20,000 people doing 20 different thousand, 20,000 different things. And what happens is right before the game starts, a song's played that people are familiar with. Nobody knows the words to it, but they they're familiar with it. And it takes about two, two and a half minutes of playing that song. And all of a sudden, the, the noise and everything settles down so quiet. People are so focused that one little guy at home plate yells play ball, and everybody's ready for it. And that's what a meeting purpose does. It pulls the mind in ready for what we're going to be doing. Super. And you talk about setting this stage. Expand on that for us. Well, setting the stage is getting people ready to be in that meeting. And so one of the things that you do when you you have your agenda, you make sure that you take people through the agenda. So here's what we're going to do, because most people don't read what you give them. And so since they're not going to read it, take them through and say all right here's what we want to do here's the purpose for what we're going to do and these are the things we're going to do to get ready to to do that and so you just take people through the agenda
1: before you start the meeting or right as the beginning of the meeting yep um so you touched on agendas which i'm a big fan of uh i really like to walk into a meeting where there's an agenda whether i've prepared it or someone else has prepared it um Talk to us, give us some advice on putting together a good agenda. Well, here's, here. let me come
0: from this standpoint. My belief is, is he or she who has an agenda for a meeting controls the meeting. And if you want to have control in the meeting, put the agenda together. And, you know, just it's so simple to do. I mean, you literally can tell somebody and say, Seth, we're going to have a meeting and I'll, I'll take care of putting the agenda together. Take control of that. And they go, oh, good. I'm glad you're going to do that. I don't have to worry about it. Then we have the agenda. Always have two copies. And my recommendation is put their put the company's logo that you're dealing with in one corner, your logo in the other. Because what it does is it provides ownership. Oh, this is my agenda here. And so the agenda is are the pieces that are necessary to achieve the purpose for the meeting. And that's why you have the purpose. Always come up with the purpose first and say, all right, does that fit the purpose? No, doesn't fit the purpose. Then let's not do it. That fits the purpose. Then do it. And then you start putting people putting putting pieces in the agenda that you're going to cover.
1: And then when you cover them, it, it gives you a way to stay in control of the meeting. Gotcha. You know, it's interesting because as a in a lender borrower relationship, at the end of the day, it's all just a series of meetings. And most people assume that the lender is going to be controlling the meetings and putting the agendas together. But that's not necessarily true, nor does it have to be true. Uh, and I know when I'm talking with a prospective client, if we're going to talk about that company's business and what their plans are, I love to see them have an agenda for that meeting. So I, I really think these are some some key points you're making here.
0: Good. And that's like I said, take control of it. I mean, you. if I don't have to do an agenda, I feel just fine. So just tell people, I'll take care of the agenda for it and put it together. And
1: that way you control the meeting. Yep. Uh, Let's talk about notes from a meeting. In your course, you talk about having a scribe. Who should be the designated scribe?
0: Well, it depends. You may not have a scribe, but if you have a scribe, someone who's good, good at taking notes, that's listening, they're not necessarily participating in the meeting, but they also may be, but someone who can maybe participate and pay attention, but understands the purpose for a scribe so that taking the notes is important sometimes you've got to be the scribe but it's going to give you your, your the opportunity then to go back And before you end the meeting, say, right here, what I found are the key points that we talked about. And you're reframing it in the person's mind for the conversation because they forgot what they said. Now you've got it. And here's what those notes do. When you come back to the next time you meet with them, you say, you may remember these were the key points we talked about. And you bring them back to the point where they were when they left the meeting. And that's where you want to be. It just keeps you in control, makes them feel comfortable. And so notes, extremely important. And you don't forget anything.
1: How much detail do you recommend in note taking?
0: Uh, detailed as possible. I mean, uh, every single point. Maybe yes, maybe no. But you, what, what happens is, think about why you need those notes in the first place, and that will tell you how detailed you need to be. So for example, if you're if you're making a decision, you may want to have down the notes why we made the decision. If it's important to have those notes why we made it, then it's good otherwise you just made the decision and here
1: it is gotcha so let me tell you i really like the section on action items i get to tell you as a lender i find you know i can have a meeting with the prospect we agree on next steps and then nothing happens i follow up with with that contact and they say they haven't had a chance to get to it and then they ask me what it was we agreed upon Help me out here. How can you press to make sure that action items are agreed upon and uh, recorded and acted on?
0: What I would do is this, you're talking about taking notes, I would separate my notes taking section into two parts, one for just notes, and the other for action steps. So when an action comes out of it, okay, here's what I'll do, I'll have that paperwork to you, and you just wait, right, I'll have the paperwork to me, and I'll have it to me, when are you going to have it, Tuesday, what time on Tuesday, three o'clock, so you have it two, two, three o'clock, so now you've got an action step separated from your notes, otherwise you've got to go through your, action, your notes to find them, then, and and your commitments the same thing i'll have this i'll have this information to you by such and such a time then right before the meeting's over say all right here's what i've got as far as my action steps that i commit to do and you read your action steps with your due dates you and here's what you committed to do and you send you have that you read that back to them you get that clear dates and times on things who's going to do what when and then uh, what i suggest is that like, that completes the meeting and then send them the summary of what they said they were going to do or both of or
1: both of what you said you were going to do. Right. So that kind of segues into my next question, which is on project meetings. And from again, from a lender borrower standpoint, if you think about the process, it is a series of meetings and most of them are focused on this project of getting this funding complete completed. Lenders and borrowers are likely to be well served to listen to your section on projects. What advice would you offer these guys for for, uh, project meetings?
0: Here's what I find. I use the analogy of of SpaceX sending a rocket to the space station. It's a lot of work. A lot of things have to happen, but they put together a plan where that rocket's supposed to be. And, And so what they do is they regularly touch where that rocket is. I just call it the touch, touch, touch method of tracking. And so on a regular basis, they have computers or however it does it. They track where's that rocket. If it's on course, they leave it alone. If it's off course, they get it on course. They know statistically that a rocket that's shot to the space station is off course about 96% of the time because it's just the, the, the trajectory. So they touch it, touch it. And that's the same thing with any project. It goes on course, it goes off course. It goes on course and off off course. So what I believe is you look at your action steps that you committed to do to get that project done. And what I call them, you have tracking meetings. And I call them, in this case, I call them strategic tracking meetings. And what I want to do is just touch the actions that have to be done. And I call it AOBD. That action either is ahead of schedule, that action is on schedule. That action is behind schedule. Now that action is done. And the only one I really want to talk about during my weekly st- or, or, or whatever, how often, however often you set it up, your tracking meetings, is I want to talk about the ones that are behind schedule. Let's get them on schedule. And so you touch it, touch it, touch it. It's off course, get it on course. If it's on course, leave it alone.
1: Perfect. Um, well, listen, as we start to wrap up, I want to talk about strategic, strategic planning appointments. And and it's funny, I actually took one of your courses several years ago, and this was a big takeaway for me. And I use the strategic planning appointments uh, every day. I do the spa every day, as you call it. Uh, Can you briefly tell our listeners how this works? Sure. Strategic planning appointment is a way to plan the
0: strategic work for the following day. See, so often what people do is they kind of say, okay, what am I going to do tomorrow? And they start thinking of all the tactical things they do and they, have, and they make all this busy and they stay busy or they stay really busy. Well, the problem is well, I've got strategic work that I've got to move forward every single day, a little bit, a little bit. And I'll give you an example. Let's say you were traveling from where you are out to Los Angeles and you wanted to be out there by a certain time. Well, you put a plan together, a project of how much you needed to drive, for example, every day and what you'd need to do to make that happen. And so the night before, every night you sit down, and I actually set it, you set an actual time, about 30 minutes before you leave work, and you create what's called a SPA, strategic planning appointment, and this is how you plan your strategic work for the next day. You look at the projects that you've got going on out there, and you say, what has to be done on that project to move it forward tomorrow, Just, just tomorrow, what has to be done on this project, and what you do is you create what I call a SWAT list, strategic work activity tasks, this isn't your overall to-do list, this is the strategic work that you want to get done. And so you put those down, you prioritize them the way you want to get them done. Sometimes what you do is you even set appointments for yourself to to do the strategic work, because if you don't, your day collapses on you. So it's kind of like, all right, tomorrow I've got to drive 100 miles on my plan. When am I going to do that? And so that's one of my strategic pieces that goes on my SWAT list, drive the car. And I have to plan time. You know, I can drive the car from 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock and go 50 miles. And I can drive the car from 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock and go 50 miles. And I've done my strategic work for that day to move the car forward. And that's all you're doing is you're taking pieces of strategic work, the uh, part of the project, and planning those out in among everything else you've got to do, your meetings, your lunches, your, you know, waste of time, whatever it is, but at least you're getting your strategic work done. And that's what the SPA is. It's a strategic planning appointment, usually about 30 minutes before you leave work, uh, sit down and figure out strategically, what do I have to do tomorrow? Create what's called a SWAT list, strategic work activities, tasks, and then you just work off that list in addition to everything else you gotta do and you get your strategic work done.
1: You know, I gotta tell you, Mike, I do the SPA every day before I leave the office and this is going to sound silly when I say it, but it actually helps me sleep better at night because what ends up happening is all these things that are running through my mind after I leave the office, all the way up to the point I go to bed, uh, I've I've dealt with them and I've scheduled them for the next day and I feel comfortable with it and I can literally leave it behind. And as such, I can enjoy my time with my family more and I sleep better. So I, I really think it's a very powerful tool and i'm glad that i i learned it and and thanks for presenting it uh hey mike we're out of our allotted time Uh, i want to thank you so much for doing this been fantastic hope to have you back on uh the podcast again next time you issue a book or a new course wonderful and you anytime you want me there i'll be there great thanks mike thanks for tuning in today by the way, to learn more about Mike Scott and Totally Accountable Systems, visit www.totallyaccountable.com. And by the way, be sure to check out his new book, You Can Count on Me, available on Amazon.com. And here's the best news. Right now you can get 30% off of the Meeting Mastery course by just clicking the link in my podcast description. It is a great deal.